From the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the Forum for the Fan. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your host, Steve. Yeah, we are the Forum for the Fans of Bleed Blue Show, Nickelbacker Avenue Fan Forum. We're going to talk some summer league, not just with our squad, but around the, uh, the other players, the other teams. And, of course, the things that happened over the last couple of weeks since the last time we talked hoops, uh, a lot of deals, man, especially with Minnesota and Utah, which plays into a lot of discussion being had, and rightfully so, with the status of a Donovan Mitchell. Uh, I mean, you see nothing but rumors. You see nothing but people with their trade uh, trade hats on. Oh, shit, this is Austin. But we're going to talk about it here. Like, I don't like typing about this shit. I like talking, talking with knowledgeable and informative fans. So uh, let's do it, man. Let's jump right into it because let's get them on. Uh, we, uh, we, on an every other week basis. So we'll be back in two weeks after this episode with the hoops and same thing with the hockey next week. Uh, pick it, pick that up. And, um, same thing with the football. So the hockey and the football will be next week. We covered the baseball and the basketball this week here on the bleed blue show. So, uh, on Apple podcast, Google podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, man, familiar fans, familiar names. Coach Chris, what's up, man? How you doing? We get Dom on. Let's talk. Let's talk. I don't want to type. I want to talk. God damn it. Oh, man, Steve. It's good to hear your voice, man. I've been real sick lately. <laughs> I'm happy to I'm happy to be on, man. I'm happy to be here. This is going to be a good one. Uh, this is some of these stuff. I've been watching almost every, I've been sick, so I've been watching almost every single game. Uh, I think oh, the only man. one I missed, I think I only missed um, last night the Lakers and Clippers. I think I Turned it off at halftime. Other than that, I've been watching all of these games. A lot of, a lot of these young dudes, they're trying to really, you know, make their money. I like it. All right. Uh, yeah, hold those thoughts because we're going to fire away. we got one hour to get this all out the way. We're going to be rapid fire, four to five minutes each on the round table. So, Coach Chris, mute your line real quick. we got a lot of background noise, man. So, when you're ready to speak, we'll bring you back on, man. So, shout out to Coach Chris. Uh, Dominic, say hello to the people, man. How you doing, man? Good evening, Steven. What's up, Coach oh, Chris? I can't wait to hear from you, Dom, when it's your turn to speak. So, whoo, whoo, man, what a week when it was on social media, man. So, shout out to uh, Dominic, man. And uh, we'll, when it's your turn, man, I can't wait, man. I got my pad ready to take the notes so we can fire away, man. Mr. Live, what's up, brother, man? It's good to hear from you, man. Oh, man, and especially what's going down in the NBA. How you doing, man? Everything is everything, man. How y'all doing, man? Big Dom, Coach, Big Steve, you know what I'm saying? We we here. Salute, brother, man. Salute. Gotta, I can't wait to get your thoughts as well. And, of course, the infamous one himself, Nickelbacker Av, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. has been very busy on the social media waves. And, Av, like I said, uh, the last time we were on your story, it was touching. Uh, it's good to hear from you, brother, man. And we'll lead off with you, man. Av, uh, how you doing, man? And let's, uh, you know, let's go with the five minutes, man. Give us like five minutes to lay it all out, and we'll go back to Coach Chris, the Don, the live, so we can get a di- uh, dialogue. And I, I want to try something else as well uh, when we bring you on. After you speak, throw a question at Coach Chris, and Coach Chris, get your questions out for Dom, and Dom, get your questions if you have any for live. Let's get a conversation going. Let, you know, so for, for four to five minutes, 
do your thing. If you want to talk with somebody, let, let's have it engage in the back and forth. I, I would really like that out of you, intelligent gentlemen. Avenue. Brother. That actually that that actually is is a wonderful idea. So, yes, in, 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 in continuing the, the you know the, the theme of last week, you know I shared my story about what's going on. I lost another six pounds over the last two weeks, so I'm kind of really happy really? So that goes up. That goes into what I'm calling um, the bleed blue challenge. Um, I'm challenging all all stakeholders here on on the line and those listening, you know, th- you know, throughout the, the various platforms, you know, start tweeting and start, you know, putting it on Facebook all your little accomplishments that you're doing, you know, that that, 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 that help towards your your wealth and fit, fitness. I mean, it's it's very imperative. Everybody's trying to get to that, you know, to that beach body. You know, you know, get, get, get looking good for this summer and whatnot. You know, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be a massive thing. It has to be a. It could be a very small thing. It could be, hey, I did two two thousand three hundred and forty steps today. I went up these many stairs. I did this many sit ups. It doesn't really matter. I did my hundred. I did my twenty two. Whatever you wanted to do, whatever you're doing to make yourself a better, you know, healthy and and, and in better condition than you were yesterday. I want to know about it because too many people like to tweet that they're at the gym or like to show you that they're at the gym, but you don't really know exactly what they're doing. For all you know, they're, they're just sitting on the treadmill for freaking, for, you know, for 45 minutes and then they hit the sauna. I want, to, I want to hear little accomplishments because the much more encouragement that we see between, amongst us, you know, most of us are all grown men, but also the, the, the ladies on, across the other platforms and, and the other shows that we do, I want to hear what you guys are doing. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I, you know, some people might say that I'm a success story. I don't necessarily feel that way until I fit in my uniform again. But if I ever get there, I want to hear what you guys are doing. Like, what do you want to be doing, in, 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 you know, by the time the next summer hits around? Whether it's you want to look good for yourself, you want to look good for your spouse, you want to just be healthier, you're trying to get your cholesterol down, whatever it is, I want to hear about it. Hashtag Bleed Blue Show Challenge. So I just ran in about that part. The New York Knicks, um, it's, I've, I've, I've been catching the NBA summer. Obviously, you know, you know a, a lot of people got, you know, got, got really excited, you know, after those first two victories, and then, you know, they got very quiet after they lost to Portland. But, um I think that a lot of, you know, that um, the guys, you know, are every day is like Big Bride and Grimes. And um, I didn't know, I forgot that Farron Hunt was on our squad. And he just made me remember him. Um, I like what I see. Of course, I'm not ready to give Quentin Grimes the, you know, the starting shooting guard position yet, although a lot of people on Twitter do. Um, other other people have him being traded, being part of some kind of crazy hairball idea for you know, you know to get Donovan Mitchell out of Utah. I don't know. I mean, all I know is that you know the players that we have on this squad, you know, they seem very hungry, like you said, Steve. They all seem to be really fighting, you know, for their positioning. Uh, I believe Jesus Montero is a is a, a slam dunk to be put into the G League. Um, I like his movement. I like his contribution. I like his energy. I'm more familiar with him. Obviously, you know, he, you know, he played a lot in the Dominican Republic and, and, you know, I had people calling me telling me, God, dude, you got to watch out for him. He's coming to New York. And I didn't believe it was like, ah, whatever, whatever. And then all of a sudden here he is in the G, you know, in the summer league and I'm actually seeing the kid play. 
there's more to his game than you, you know than we've seen so far. But time will only tell what you know what ends up happening with him. Um, but I'm liking what I'm seeing from our guys, Grimes, um, McBride. I, I'm you know I'm liking you, you know you know the necessary movements. I love what Jericho Sims has been doing, and he's really going to give Hartenstein and Mitchell Robinson run for minutes. You know, given Mitchell Robinson is more, more than likely going to end up injured, hopefully, knock on wood, he does it. But you know, you, you know that's always a you know a factor with him, and you don't know about Hartenstein either. So we'll, we'll just see. You know how you know Thibodeau plays that that role out, and then of course, you know you can't talk about the summer without talking about the free agency craziness. You know, obviously now that 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 Kyrie and Durant have kind of like taken taken a back seat, you know, from last week. So this week, now it's all about Donovan Mitchell and where he's going to go. Um, and I'm just kind of curious as to why haven't I heard of trade proposal yet or why haven't I heard a little bit more traction from the Knicks side of things. And somebody actually had to tell me on the train um, the other day, the fact that we're not hearing anything is part of the new regime's kind of new method of doing things. They're keeping a lot of things close to the chest so that way we can limit the amount of information that Steve Mills and his um, administration let out a lot of the time. Um, so I'm just going to be very patient, but I think that anybody with half a brain would, ha- would have to freaking see that Leon Rose is being gifted the perfect opportunity for the player that is being rumored for the last year, year and a half, almost two years now, to be coming up, making his way to New York, and now you have the opportunity, you have the assets, and you got to make the deal. I mean, given I'm not, a, I'm one of those that's not into you know trading RJ Barrett for you know and including him in any kind of deal. But at the last hour, what are you going to do? You got to get this deal done. And I know that gutting the future, you know, is something that fans have. You know, get you know, still get a very iffy about since the Carmelo Anthony trade we had that happened back in 2011. But at the same time, the same rule has to apply. You gotta go get the star. And Donovan Mitchell is, is somebody you want to get. Is the kind of star that the Knicks do need, especially in that backcourt because Brunson is not enough. Okay, question for you have a question for uh, Coach Chris who's behind you. All right, Coach Chris, I mentioned Fahrenheit. I, I mentioned Montero. Tell me. What you like out of McBride and Grimes? Because you know that's going to be our backcourt for the most part, as, as it currently stands. What you what you like about them? So so far from what I've seen in these first three games, Grimes is not scared to take any shot. Uh, he's really taking on this this uh, leadership role on the summer league. Like you know, I'll, I'm going to be the guy this year. I'm going to lead us to these wins. I'm going to try to show us. He's almost he, he's like 2022 Summer League Allen Houston right now is who he thinks he is, you know, which I have no problem with that. Uh, his shot selection sometimes is a little crazy, but he really wants to show everybody that he can knock down the shot consistently. Miles, <coughs> excuse me, McBride, we, we already know he plays defense. He's really been putting a lot of pressure on these ball handlers, Um we started that Portland game more. I thought we were going to smoke them the way we started off that first quarter because we were causing them to turn the ball over left and right. He's really just, you know, he's he's like um, just a ball, just 
dominant guy that just I want to – he takes it very personal if you score on him. Um, his sole purpose is just to be out there and prove a point that, you know, th- this is not going to be something easy. You're not going to get your typical numbers on me. Um, so those two guys are not new to this. This is, you know, it's like they've been through the summer league before, so they know what to expect. But they, they're taking it on more seriously, especially for guys these, this young and this new, um, to take on those opportunities and say, hey, you know what, guys, I know what coach likes to do. This is what I've seen. Just kind of follow my lead. I'm seeing that, and I think that's a great example as to what they're going to bring during the season. <laughs> I think, you know, we got to look for that. Um, with Jericho Sims, I'm so happy he got his contract. You, know, you guys know I'm a, I'm a Sims fan. Uh, I think he's a great athlete, and we all saw that back door that he was going to uh, set the screen, then went back door alley oop and caught that he almost hit his head on the rim. Uh, I think he's a freak athlete. Uh, he's a he's a good defender, not great defender. He's a good defender. I think he needs some some work on his offensive side. Uh, if you put him and Ob together, uh, we have a great athletic, you know, two guys up front. Um, I just think this this could be a really good run and gun type of situation. You know, block a shot, grab a rebound, run the floor, get a dunk. Um, you know, when when you look at the kid from Duke, uh, he's really been been showing that you know maybe I should have been higher than the number two pick. Uh, you know, he's a pretty good player. Uh, I'm not crazy about him, but I think he'll crack the minutes. You know, he's a great athlete. He showed a couple things the other night uh, against. Um, I don't even remember who the hell. I've watched so many damn games. But I think it was game two he showed something. Um, so I, I think that, you know, getting these guys together, they're really just kind of going at it. And if they come in as second unit, third unit guys, whatever, I think that they, should, they shouldn't have too much of an issue with that transition. Um, Montero, I, you know, every year we come into this situation that we, we always find these guys that don't get drafted. And we're like, well, why didn't this dude get drafted? And we, first of all, we, we get so hyped up about the draft every year. And there's dudes that we never heard of that get drafted over dudes that we've been cheering for for four years. And Montero's a guy that, you know, people know a little bit about because he was in the Ignite team. Uh, but he was a ball player. And I think he'll be one of those guys that even if he's not with the Knicks, people are going to think, uh, well, damn, um, Maybe he should have been picked higher than you know. Just let be. But we guys, we know a lot of guys. Once you're in that second round, they'll ask you not to pick them, just so they can kind of pick where they can go to pick their opportunity. Uh, but I think some of those guys on that ignite team this year didn't get as much recognition, probably because the guys from last year weren't as good as advertised. Um, that that Bow Camp kid, Bay Camp kid from uh, Milwaukee, he's doing he's doing pretty well over there. Um, but, you know, it's just – I think right now you see Tibbs is there. He's watching up close every single game. He's taking his notes mentally. Uh, I love the fact that the Knicks fans gave it to RJ the other night when he made a bad call. So, you know, it's been a been fun experience, man. Uh, Coach Coach, got a question for Dominic. Who's behind you? Sure. So, Dom. I know we picked up um, picked up Brunson. We still got some money here. I know the obvious choice is going to be to bring back Carmelo, but who would you like to see with the Knicks? Personally, Coach, I like them to stand pat. 
because I don't see where Melo fits in. If it's a farewell tour and you're willing to sacrifice, sacrifice a vet minimum, who who are we who are we getting rid of? That that's what we got to look at. You got to do subtraction by addition. Who's going to be that odd man out? And that's that's the reason, guys. You know, I will basically uh, yield my time when it comes to the summer league because I don't like the summer league. I really don't believe in it. I feel a lot of guys will get some shine. Hopefully they get picked up by another team or even the Knicks because, you know, there's only about 450 slots in the NBA. If you got 450 players in the damn summer league, how many of them are going to make a roster? The guys that are shining with the Knicks, well, it's sort of like a ringer situation. They was in the NBA. Now they're playing with guys either coming out of college, trying to make the NBA. So I've never been a, you know, a big fan of the summer league. Because when you look at our team, it's basically set. Our, our roster, our team is, is basically set. With the addition of Brunson, you bring you bring him back, you know, almost all of your youth. So those are your good B players coming off the bench. Can we do a toss-up of Grimes, Cam Reddish, Fournier at the two? Good position to be in. Don't get me wrong. I mean, a lot of teams wish they had that problem. You know, you got three guys that can play the two. That's a, and, of course, you got quickly who could be a part-time two, a part-time one. Hold on a second, guys. <laughs> this is the bad part about living near the military. I don't know if y'all can hear the helicopter. But I, I, I think the Knicks are, I think the Knicks roster is pretty set. I mean, who's going to make the team? Who's going to be taken off the team? We already got guys that didn't get a lot of run last year, and some of them are coming back. Grimes, uh, McBride, Cam Reddish, if healthy. So I don't, I don't know where a lot of this fits in. It's good, like I said, it's good for the kids to get down there, get some shine, let other people look at them. There's plenty of scouts. I, I just don't think we have room, but and anything could happen because I, I I always kind of frown upon the G League because during COVID people were missing games because they didn't have enough players, but we didn't call nobody up from the G League. You know, I never understood that. I, me and Steve talked about that last year. But that being said, I, I really can't talk about it because I don't watch it. I haven't watched one game, guys, to be honest. I'll check the stats. But I see the same thing. You know, Grimes, McBride, they're playing good. I, I like Grimes, guys. I've been saying this. I like him. It's good to hear what Coach said. He's not afraid to take that shot. Because I think that's what sort of kind of held him back last year. And, again, being a rookie, you know, having a coach like Thibodeau, you're afraid to shoot an air ball. He might choke you to death. But I like him, guys. I do. And I would hate to see him be in some kind of package for a player that, Honestly, we don't need, you know, no knock against uh, Nickabaka, but that's that Nick mentality, you know, that shiny toy. I, I just don't see that as a good fit. Nothing against Donovan Mitchell, people. He's a good ball player. I'm not going to say he's a superstar. He's a good ball player. He has proven over and over again he fades at the end of the games. Call it what you want. Oh, he was on Utah. Utah had a better team than the Knicks but he tended to fade late in games. I, I think what the Knicks have right now, guys, going into this season, we might we might shock a few people, you know. I, I'll say that. We may shock a few people. 
because I was talking to somebody today, and I don't see where a lot of teams in the East actually added to be better than they was last year. Personally, I know Miami was number one, but I they've been exposed. They was exposed in the playoffs. Their offense and neptitude, 101-year-old point guard that does nothing but flop and complain on a long-term deal. God bless them. I just see the Knicks. I see the Knicks shocking people, fellas. I'm just saying. I keep going back to my old my old ways. Two years ago, they was the fourth seed without a point guard. If they could get back to that defense with a point guard running the show, taking the ball out of Randall and, and R.J. Barrett's hands, we we might be a shocker, guys. I, I may have my Nick blinders on, but I'm, I'm just saying. I, I got a good feeling about this team. Hey, Don, you have a question for um, uh, Mr. Live? Well, I'll give him the ultimate question. Donovan Mitchell, in, out. Uh, I was, was good, John. Listen, um, if I, if I got to set it off with, with the Donovan question, definitely um, leave that man where he at. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um it's it's going to take. I, I've seen a I've seen a scenario where it was everything the kitchen sink and somebody else's sink to get him hit. Right? I'm talking um, R.J. and Randall gone and Mitch gone and quickly gone and Obi gone and then six. Um, Six uh, first rounders. You understand what I'm saying? So, um, of course, we know that's ridiculous. And of course, we, I, I think we understand that uh, Leon is not going to go 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 for that. But it, 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 here it is, right? And somebody else has said it. At the end of the day, you know, Nickabaka Ave was good. I think I think it was that that man that said that. You know, at the end of the day, you got to make the deal, right? So, you know, my question was going to be that, like. Who's out of here? What 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 trade scenario would 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 not? Um, and you know, and I don't believe we we I I believe that that mellow trade we got the better deal in that. You know what I'm saying? I, I believe that totally. We got our our front office was inept to, to do anything about capitalizing that man here and and surround. The only time they did it, we went we we, we went high in the um in, in the playoffs. So, uh, well, at least at least we had a great season. Um, but you know, again, um, Mitchell is a, 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 a is a great guy. But you know, what I'm saying again, who do you you know, what I'm saying, do you see uh, a team of of Brunson, Mitchell, um, you know, that and this is hypothetical. Um, aside from the scenario I just gave you, uh, the trade scenario, it's uh, Randall Brunson. Uh, RJ, you know what I'm saying? Do you see that? Is that a needle move as, as everybody is talking about? No, you know, and, and you don't gave up some really lot. You know, what I'm saying? you don't gave up team after that. So 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 so, so as Don said, man, I, you know what I'm saying? I I would rather we not we not pursue that man if it's going to cost more than right. I go I go Randall, Mitch. Uh, quickly, 
and three and three first rounds. They're going to want more than that, but if it's more than that, man, you might as well just stay packed. Because as Don said, man, I think we are we are a really solid team right now. You know, we got shooters, right? Um, we got we got tough play. You know, so if you guys was watching watching the summer league, man, they they are in. They, I mean, again, man, that Portland game, man, I you know, like like uh, like the coach said, man, we was about to win that, and they shutting everybody down. So so if that has anything to do with what it is, we we can depend on on Fournier playing the bench because they they getting him out of here. Somebody like Cam or or, or Grimes is going to start. I'm looking at I'm looking at the the the, the, the squad now, and the, really it's it's nobody they can play but the youngin. In truth, you know they they Taj ain't here. You know um, you know uh, Noel is not here. You know Burke is not here. Right, you know, we we can't we can't depend on, on on Rose to be here all the time. So, man, I'm 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 looking at this. This is going to be a very informative year, man, because he has to play the young guy. You know, he like he has to unless they doing all of this stuff to to say we got all of these good young players to trade for um on Donovan Mitchell, and I you know again I don't believe. Why would you take a trade that's going to basically do what you have already, right? You understand what I'm saying? Because you want to take the sell and la, 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 whatever the case may be. But it's like you have assets that, that somebody else is ready to accept as as good food, as as, as, as clean living. I'm like, I'm like, why why we just don't stick with what we got, at least for this year, right? Wait till we, we going to go back to, to, to the draft. We got there's a stack. Draft supposed to be next year. We can do whatever we need to do there, and, and and revisit this kind of situation again with less less to be to be given. With let's stop giving away the team and stuff. So, um, you know, summer league, man. You know, again, I love summer league, man. And again, I think McBride is is, is definitely um, ready to to run that second unit because I don't I don't see. I don't see um, Rose here too too tough, man. You know he's he's unreliable for me. You know I love Rose, but um, like he was not here last year. So um, um, Grimes Grimes is a shooter, man. Like Coach said, he's he's fearless and he he's ready to take that shot, and I'm good with that. Sims, um, Harrenstein, he's going to have a problem with all that money getting on on the court, man. And 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 I, and I believe. That because they drafted him, they're looking to, to spread the floor a little bit, right? There's no, it's no way you get a guy like that when you're not trying to um, change up your play. You know what I'm saying? Your, your style of play. So, um, and I, I think that's good for Randall in, in itself, man. Randall, Randall is gonna have a coming out this year, man. Stop, stop, stop hating on that guy. He's a Nick, right? Nobody don't like him. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a real huge fan, but he's not. As bad as everybody keep on killing him for, you know what I'm saying? He just needs to shut the fuck up, y'all. Excuse me, you know. <laughs> he needs he needs to be quiet. You know what I'm saying? He, he needs to be quiet. Just like leave the fans alone. Fans is gonna be who they are anyway, man. You know, take that man, go home and spend that money wisely. That's all. But um, yeah, and 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 my my question to the to, 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 to you, Steve. 
okay. um, is, is like what package is, is acceptable for, for a Donovan trade? I, 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 great question. I'm going to, I'm going to quickly answer this and I'm going to get Av to answer that as well. I want him to All get right. feedback to what he heard with coach Chris and Dom and, and, uh, mm-hmm. and what you just said before we go to mm-hmm. uh, professor Chris, bring on professor Chris. I put it like this. My only question is how to make up about $7 million to match the money. I'm trying not to give up RJ Barrett. All right. If we can pull that off, I'm in. I'm in. If you right. put R.J. Barrett into the deal and you could figure out the money, so that would be Fournier, that would probably be Cam Reddish, that would probably be – shit, you mentioned Derrick Rose. Like, Derrick Rose is expendable too, honestly. Like you said, he's in. Yeah, no, no, he's not in. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot, that's the money right there. So that's the, that's the short answer. I'll, I'll spend on it when, I, when it's my turn. Uh, Ab, you got anything mm-hmm. else you'd like to say before we bring on Professor Chris? Uh, this is a great dialogue, by the way. Real quick before we go to Professor Chris. I, I, yeah, yeah, I disagree with everybody in terms of, you know, I think, you know, everybody's saying that the, the, the team is pretty much down pat. I strongly disagree. Um, who's doing the scoring? Who's doing the shooting? Are you, you know, are you going to rest your laurels on, 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 and really banking on Julius Randle to carry the load of the scoring again, and then for the on again, off again, Evan Fournier experiment, and the, you know, and maybe a coming out party for RJ Barrett? I'm sorry, but I'm pulling the trigger on the deal, um, and, and and trying to get Donovan Mitchell here, and I'm sorry, it's not, it's going to take a little bit more than what you just said, um, Steve, because. They're going to want some young assets. So, you know, I'd be willing to forego maybe an OB or maybe a, a quickly. You know, not both of them. I'm cool. But, I'm cool. But I didn't it would have to be one. It, 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 it would have to be one of them. It would have to be at least one of them. Because if you compare what, what, what Rudy Gobert got in that, in that exchange, and right, you compare the, 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 amount of, the amount of picks that the Knicks currently control that they can trade. They have eight tradable picks. They're not all, you know, you know they're not lottery picks. Let's just, let's, just, let's just call a spade a spade. They're not lottery picks unless the Knicks have a horrible year next year. They need to make this situation work. And if you're banking, uh, it, it, I mean, if you're banking on the Knicks you know, to continue to build on the draft, uh, come on, look at the last few draft picks and how many drafts have we freaking have, have we covered on this very platform where we say they picked, you know, they picked this person when they could have had Phil, Phil name here. They could have had Dennis Smith at one point. They could have had Donovan Mitchell at one point. They could have had, you know, Luka Doncic at one point. They could have had, you know, they could have had any number of guys. And you're expecting that this front office, you know, with their, you know, with their draft history, to be able to, you know, to, to differentiate out of all these the plethora of players that are coming out of this draft to be the next savior, because that's what that's what it basically is going to be. It's always going to be who's the next savior. Unfortunately, this is the this is the, the, the mentality and the environment that we live in here in New York. The Knicks need to make a deal to get a star here and then build from there. They're not going to be able to do it through the draft. And, and I'm sorry, I'm not banking on these kids. As much as I like them, I can't simply sit sit pat and say, you know what, I'm comfortable with RJ leading the pack and, you know, Evan coming off the bench and Quentin Grimes and, 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 and Miles McBride and Jericho Sims and Mitchell Robinson and, and all these guys. 
They need something else. And, yes, we got Jalen Brunson, who's going to help out a lot with scoring, but he's mainly going to be coming in to be a point guard. You bring in a Donovan Mitchell, now you have a solid backcourt to go with with your newly signed center, uh, Mitchell Robinson, and then you can fill in the pieces after that. I mean, you just let go of Taj Gibson, and he just went to Washington. Good luck to him. I really wish he stayed. But a lot of these guys have to be – you have to really look at them. It's like, are they better than Donovan Mitchell? No. And then you have to make a decision. Is Donovan Mitchell worth it? I'm sorry, but at this moment in time, he is. You know, unless you're going to get in on the, on the Kevin Durant trade, you, you have to make this one. That's the way I see it. I'm sorry, but the Knicks have to – if it means gutting the team, hopefully the gutting is not as bad as the mellow trade. All right, let's see what Professor Chris has to say to that. What's up, Chief? No, I ain't talking to myself. Professor Chris, maybe he's just listening, and maybe he's on mute. He might be on mute. Unmute yourself, Professor. All right, we'll move on. We'll continue on. Jump in whenever you hear it, Mr. Man. Hey, I'm here. I'm here. What's up, gentlemen? What's up? I told you I'm not crazy. <laughs> Go for it, hey, man. listen. I just let me tell you. Let me tell you. I, first of all, evening, and gentlemen, everybody, man. You all guys right. have some. Y'all are very, very friggin' goddamn topical, man. Y'all, y'all know your shit. Y'all really down on this Knicks, uh, on the Knicks comings and goings. Hey, man. I I called in because I missed all summer league games like Dom, and I just wanted to hear an update on what y'all saw. That's what that was. But I got to tell you this. It's not a matter of me agreeing or disagreeing with anybody. I just want y'all to know that y'all need to stop it in the goddamn past tense. This kid is coming. He's going to be a Nick. They're going to pull the trigger, and they're going to fucking do something to rip the team up and get him here. Let's just fucking At what cost, though? At what cost? That's what what I'm saying. Well, oh, oh, that's where I was leading. I don't know what they're going to do, but I know Barrett's going to be in the mix. I don't know what they're going to do, but I do know one thing. I do know with all these other factors mixing in, the fact that this kid's been walking around midtown Manhattan all day with fucking Liberty and Knicks gear on, okay? The fact that Eric Pashal, who's his best friend, was was um was um um Jason Brunson's fucking teammate and roommate mm-hmm. all throughout Villanova, that's another goddamn factor. I know the fact that Rose let me tell you something, and this is really more for Knickerbocker Al. Yo. Rose and uh, um, and um, Webb, these cats are Hollywood money dudes, man. They are not really interested right now in making the New York Knicks a winner as we speak within the next two years. They just want them in the playoffs. That's all they want. Mm. They want butts in the mm. seats. They want everybody to come out and check them out on, on the fucking NY1 or whatever the hell that, the Yes Channel or whatever that. They want the revenue. And they want, and as long as these guys, as long as um, Mitchell's a CAA guy, He's going to come here. He's going to be here because he's cachet. He's one of the top 20 players in the NBA. And if you put him in Brunson, now on, from a basketball perspective, him and Brunson look kind of crazy, but that's what they said 50 years ago with Frazier and Monroe. So the jury's still out right with that kid. <laughs> but I do know one thing. I do know one thing. The kid's on his way here. He will be here. And as a result, some of our favorite assets are going to go the fuck out the door. I, I'm pretty sure Topford is gone. And, if you want to, and and being that um, Dr. Mitchell is who he is in terms of his his value thus far amongst amongst his peers, his all star persona in the whole nine yards, 
you're going to have to give up some cachet for the cat. Danny Ainge ain't going to play that shit out there in fucking Utah. I'm letting you know that right now. Okay. So, so let me so let me tell you, Brett Barrett is probably in play. I that kills me because I like that kid a lot. Always did. I was hoping he'd be a Nick for life. But I'm just letting you know he's got he's gonna be in it in the mix. And to, Toppin might be too. And I don't care after that shit. You know. But the Knicks have some look. The Knicks have value, and that's what they're doing. They're playing with it. They they're not stacking to the to the degree of um, you know. Two years down the line, we'll do this. Two years down the line, we'll do that. Nah, that's why. No wonder we had such a boring ass draft when we was all on that night waiting for the fucking shoe to drop. Because these mugs were holding their cards. They were they were waiting for the next hand, and Mitchell is part of the next hand. You know, he's part of the next hand. Look, they got seven. The Knicks got seven draft picks, first rounders in the next three years. Okay, that's all I got to say about hey. that. What you said, Steve, hey. is on is on point. It's 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 bruh. They're gonna rip the they're gonna rip this team up to get that kid over here. Mitchell will be here. He will be here. I'm letting you know that shit right now. I'm not making bets. I'm telling truth. They, they, they there's too many goddamn factors pointed here, and it's not about basketball with these clowns. I'm letting y'all know that right now. It's about fucking perspective and and spotlight shit right there on 33rd Street, right off the goddamn right out of Penn Station upstairs. That's what it's about. They want butts in the seat. They want the Dustin Hoffman's, Hoffman's and the Spike Lees and all the motherfuckers stuff. Pack the goddamn seats by the, by playoff time, along with Julius Randle, by the way. He ain't going nowhere. And we ain't going to get no fucking mellow. Fuck that shit, too. And we're all going to be in there, and they're all going to fucking pack, pack the shit and, and everything. And, and, and that's what they want right now. It's not. Yeah. It's about basketball, but they want to be – they want a playoff team, yes. But they don't necessarily want a fucking fifth seed or fourth seed or nothing like that. I've come to this realization, and as a lifetime basketball, as a lifetime Knicks fan, <laughs> sorry, bro. I just want to say it's over with. We gonna that kid's gonna that kid's showing up here, like it or not. I'm not saying I'm for it. I just know what's gonna happen. So get get prepared. I don't, I don't need four minutes. Just give me like two to. Recap what everybody said because I want to make sure you guys have enough time to get off before we get off. All right. Um, listen, man, I am not. I'm, I'm with you. Like I, but I don't want to get fleeced. And somebody brought up the, the point. I think Chris just said that with Danny Ainge. We got to keep that in mind because remember that's how Boston pleased Brooklyn those years, man, with the Kevin Garnett trade and, uh, and and Paul Pierce. You know that guy is a weasel, man. So we don't want to get fleeced. I ain't with a trade just for making the trade. But that's why I say, if you can make this shit work without putting R.J. Barrett into the deal, I'm with it. And the combinations I see, the answer to Live's question, uh, definitely Evan Fournier. I'm willing to give up Derrick Rose, and that's the money right there, because Donovan Mitchell's only in the 32 to $33 million range, and then does it get higher than $37 million by the end of his contract? Right there off the rip. And you could throw in a couple of draft picks and hello, good night. There you go. Because like somebody said, Derrick Rose is injury prone, and obviously it happened last year, and that's why our season went to the to the wayside. Just give them give the Utah Jazz to have a fire sale. They get all those picks for uh, Rudy, Rudy Gobert and all those uh, those uh, the they gave up a lot of equity, so they don't mind getting some back from the Knicks. I'm cool with that if you can make it work without RJ Barrett. Not to say RJ Barrett is not untouchable, but I'm I like the fact that you could throw in a, if you was to make it work, Donovan Mitchell. Jalen Brunson and R.J. Barry, I think you could go to war with that, honestly, and be somewhere in the sixth seed, 
seven seed, six seed, and make something happen. Maybe pick up a piece there or along the way and go from there. Um, I'm going to leave some meat on the bone on now if you guys want to tackle that. But let me get back to the summer league before we go to Coach Chris. Um, you know, like Coach Chris said, um, you know, Grimes has the ultimate green light. He does look like a 2022 Allen Houston out there. I, even though his shooting percentage isn't great, I mean, it's only in the summer league, right? But you like the fact that he's in attack mode. And I think that's kind of the big takeaway I get out of watching him play those three games. And, and, and I saw some, you know, Nick fans on social media getting on um, McBride because of the shooting. It, the crazy thing is McBride's actually shooting a better three-point percentage this summer league than Grimes is. He's shooting 35% for right. three, where Grimes is 33%. And McBride right. is a pest. He's a, he's a pit bull. And I like my point guards to be, uh, you know, ball hogs like that. I like that. I like guys pressuring. They, they made the Chicago Bulls wet the bed. On Sun, uh, was it Sunday? <laughs> I can't remember. They they had they put the clamps on them dudes, man. I loved everything I see, and of course Jericho Sims in what twenty six minutes a game, uh, averaging a double double, seventy five percent from the field. You know he's going to get minutes. I mean it was all about development. See that's the beauty of the brain, the op, the organ, the brain. What I'm saying is, you play the full season as far as Grimes. You know, Jericho Sims, you've seen some minutes. Now you have a little bit of a break. Now you can go back to the film room. These guys are playing very confident. They're going to get some good minutes this upcoming season. I'm looking forward to it. Let's go back to Coach Chris. If any talk, any thoughts. Now, Coach Chris, feel free to uh, fire away. And, Dom, um, if you got a question for Coach Chris or if you want to interject with Coach Chris, man, feel free. Because let's get it back and forth for the next 20 minutes, man. Let's go ahead, uh, Coach Chris. Man, <clears throat> excuse me. I just, you know, I really want to say that. I really like this Chet Holmgren kid, man. I was saying it last year. You guys know I picked Gonzaga stupidly to pick the NCAA championship. (laughs) But this kid, Chet, was the reason why, right? Him and and Timmy. Timmy's, Timmy's a ball player, too. But Chet does so much stuff on this court um, that it, it, it is fascinating to see a guy this big, this skinny, do what he does. He's smooth. He handles the ball. He has good footwork. He passes. He rebounds. He blocks shots. I mean, if the whole sole purpose that Orlando didn't want to draft him is because he's a skinny white guy, then that is stupid. Not to take nothing away from Van Carroll, but I just think Chet is, is and will be the better player years from now. I think what he's done so far has has really uh, demonstrated his skill set. And I think this this Oklahoma City team, when you see the guys that's around him, like Giddy, like Jane, the kid we drafted, then traded, and then we drafted Durin and trade him too, I just think that this OKC team is going to be just just one of those up-and-coming teams that you watch every once in a while on, on league pass, <laughs> when the Knicks game is done, you turn on a West Coast team that you want to see, but you don't want to watch the, the Lakers anymore, and you're tired of Phoenix because I hate Chris Paul. And all of that. So I'm like, all right, let me just turn on this young team. They're probably going to get smoked, but I want to see their development. Um, I, think, I think this is going to be just a nice, exciting up-and-comer. Um, I got a question, and if anybody else has a question for Coach Chris, feel free to ask. Coach Chris, was you surprised that Minnesota did what they did with Utah? This is just hasn't been duped, the niggas. This is just the other teams. Yes, 
because I think <clears throat> I think it it messed up everybody else's negotiations, and I think that put a stall on whatever everybody else was planning to do. The fact that they gave up what four players and five first rounders for a guy that is uh, <laughs> top twenty five, maybe thirty, um, that really put a damper on whatever moves everybody was going to make. Now when you have guys like Kyrie and Durant and maybe a Mitchell that are in the process of being traded, the asking price is astronomical. And you're either going to give up the next 10 years or you're not willing to do it. And I think, you know, Minnesota was in a position where they were so happy to make the playoffs I mean, we saw them crying and jumping on tables and dancing and dropping uh, confetti like it was New Year's Eve. And, I mean, they wanted that back. And I, but I think it really messed up business for 29 other teams because not everybody is going to give up that much draft assets. And they gave up a lot of guys that they didn't really need or contracts were about to expire. But not everybody's in that position. But I think it really put a damper on guys getting moved this season right now. Okay, you got anything for Dom, or Av, if you got anything for Dom as well, uh, and Dom can speak on whatever you need to speak on. Uh, Coach Chris, got a question for Dom? Sure. Uh, who does he think is going to be the next shooter drop? What's the big next big name that's going to get traded? And it may not even be anybody that we're talking about in the past month. To that, I would say I don't know because here, here's the caveat to combine all of this with the Donovan Mitchell. They haven't even figured out Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving yet. So mm-hmm. if everybody's waiting for shoes to drop, I think that would be the shoe that has to drop because once that shoe drops, here comes Miami with the Donovan Mitchell trade. So that's that's something to look at. But I, I, I'm just a little perplexed, guys, because especially the the other Chris, Walt Frazier and Earl Monroe, neither one of them was in the top 20% in defensive rate if they were even keeping that stat back then. You're talking about two six one guards. And, and guys, please, I got to preface this with I have nothing against Donovan Mitchell, and I have nothing against the Knicks trading and R.J. Barrett. My biggest question is, I think Steve said or somebody said it would push us to like a seventh seed. Are you willing to invest 32, 30, 32, $34, 37000000 moving forward? I always thought that that was a kind of move to make when you was getting ready to make that next big move. Like you've established yourself as a, a fifth seed, a, fifth, a fourth seed, and you needed that one player to take you over the edge. I don't think the Knicks are in that position. To sacrifice mm-hmm. damn near $163 million, I'd have no problem with the Knicks going into the salary cap. As far as the glitz and glimmer, the Knicks already mastered that. They've won 17 games, and they sold out all 41 games. I don't think putting fannies in the seats is a big problem with the Knicks. They are the third richest franchise in the NBA. I'm just looking at one does it fit, and do you want to mortgage X amount of players? I, I don't care about the draft picks, guys. You know how I feel about the draft. I have no concern with the draft. I'm just saying, how does this fit? 
again, if you want the new shiny object, Donovan Mitchell is not not nowhere near top 20 players in the NBA. Whoever said uh-huh. that, I apologize, but he's not. Because his, uh-huh. his defensive and offensive rating is not what you would think to be a star. We, we really have to look at this in the totality. He's a, he's a good player. He's a shiny object. He does things pretty well. He had that one great game, a couple of games in the bubble. But when you look at him as a total player, he's not that guy. Again, no knock against him. He, to me, he's just not that guy. Now, if the Knicks did go out and get him, of course, I'm going to support him. But I don't think, I don't think mortgage in a lot of that for a player of his caliber, other than the glitz and glimmer. We're not in that position right now to sacrifice all those $30 million a year because that may strap you down the road. Again, uh-huh. guys, I have no problem. R.J. Barrett, I like him. To me, he's not what everybody's making him out to be. He's a good ball player. I don't think he's a franchise-changing player. I don't believe that at all. But if the Knicks was able to pull that off with maybe just getting rid of Barrett and a couple of pieces, as uh, Steve said, to match up the money, a couple of picks down the road, if you're getting it on the low, then you just hope it works. I just can't see two six-one guards starting on one team, especially one at their height, and that's the knock on Brunson, who I love and I wanted the Knicks to get. His height makes him a deficiency on defense. He's a, he's a pit bull, don't get me wrong, but that height differential, especially in today's NBA, will come back to warn him, especially if he's got another 6'1 guy, guy standing next to him. Mitchell is athletic. I get all of that, guys. Could this be the turning point when he comes to the Knicks? Hopefully. He's only 25 years old. But if you track him in his whole career, I said this once before, guys. Everybody laughed at me. The Utah Jazz, not the New York Knicks, blew the most double-digit leads in the NBA. And your star was one of the reasons they did because he disappeared late in games. And if you don't believe me, one, check the numbers. Two, remember the playoffs. He did it in the playoffs, guys. Again, no knock against him. If they get him on the low, you hope it works. But that being said, what's the low, what you give it up, and then be ready to get what you bargained for, two six-one guards on the court at the same time. That's kind of scary. They're not Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumas. Because neither one of them are great defensive players. Dubois was a great defensive player. Isaiah was a pain in the ass. But they played well together. They both could score. And it, it worked. It's, again, guys, it's a shot in the dark. If the Knicks do it tonight, I'm going to support the move. Don't get me wrong. I'm a Knicks fan. I just think the money and where we're at right now, that's a lot to invest to go from a, a 12 seed to a 7 seed. That's a move when you're ready to make that move to say, hey, here we are. So, again, it's everybody has their opinion. I don't knock their opinion. I just don't think we're ready for that right now. All right, let's go to live. Live, we got about seven minutes left. Feel free to fire away uh, for your time, and then we'll get advocate his thoughts, and Professor Chris, and we're going around for final thoughts after that. Cool, right? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a brief, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, notwithstanding – that um, we need a, 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 a name like his um, so, so because we're still not, not a place for, 
for for free agents to camp. You know what I'm saying? We 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 still not that place where they but I like like yo we coming we coming. Brunson is a is a very unique situation where his whole family was here. <laughs> his whole family was sitting there waiting like like he was uh, a <laughs> like 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 he was he was in the Denzel Washington movie. Um, Antoine Fisher. You know what I mean, so that was a unique situation. We we didn't have that in years. So you know what I'm saying. And saying that, I I wouldn't mind having the brother. You understand what I'm saying? But it's at at, at what cost, right? You know what I'm saying? I can you know the the numbers got to add up. So either Fournier or, or, or Randall got to go. But then Randall, you know what I'm saying? You can't put Fournier and Randall and Randall, or you know, or, or, or Fournier and and, and uh, 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 the point guard, you know what I'm saying? Um, because that's going to take away um, they they ability to absorb young players. So one of the players is going to be happy to have to sacrifice so you can give up Obi and quickly, and because they want they going to want the whole bag, right? And then they're going to want a whole bunch of um, first round picks that ain't conditioned. They going to want they going to want a whole bunch of New, New York Nick first round. You know what I'm saying? Not none of that garbage that we got with with the you know 14th pick protected and then you know, all the, all of that that crap. They don't they're not gonna want all of that. They're, they're gonna want about six, including some of them and and some and some unmitigated ones. But 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 again, it's it's um I don't think he's that guy. Not for me. I I, I think you know if you believe that he'll be that guy next year and we can see what we got in these young dudes. You know what I'm saying? Well, I would rather see that this year, right? You know what I'm saying? Then um spend it all on, on Donovan Mitchell and, and have this really fast um front court that can't defend. I, I do I do not want to see that. That the we you know, everybody saw what Kimba did. Uh, he was looking like he was trying to catch a runaway freight train, you know what I'm saying, Def- on defending defending that perimeter. He was out of here. So I don't want to see that again. Um I'm I'm all with it, man. I'm I just don't want to give up the whole house for it. That's all. You know what I'm saying? Um, other than that, man, let's go. Let's let's go, Knicks. We, you know, I'm, I'm feeling excited right now, Paul. Abby, shout out to live, man. Abby, you want to chime in before we go to uh, Professor Chris? Um, yeah. Again, um, I have to echo the same sentiments that I that I've already expressed earlier. They have to make this trade. Um, no ifs, ands, or buts about it, and. At this point, it's gonna, I think um, Professor Chris just said it. Godfather, it cannot be any more right. They're gonna get the team. It's gonna have to be gutted in some way, shape, or form to make this to make this deal happen. And let's just—I I understand what everybody's saying. We don't want to gut the team. We don't want to give up a lot for them. But and I, I completely understand it. But this is—you also have to look at it from James Dolan's kind of you know point of view. And I know that, you know, he's a, he's a very polarizing figure when it comes to talking Knicks basketball in the city. But you have to look at it from, from, from the owner's standpoint. Put yourself in James Dolan's shoes and, and in Leon Rose's shoes. Brooklyn is in the middle of a catastrophic collapse, having to probably trade Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, along with God knows what else, in order for, it, in order for them to get something back and, and, and try to salvage this situation that they have. I think that, that those guys are staying pat. But let's just, let's just do for argument's sake, over the next four to five weeks, these guys are traded. 
guess what? Brooklyn was what the was in the top four seeds. You know, over the last couple of years, they're like the top four teams in the Eastern Conference. They're out of the freaking picture. The Knicks missed the playoff, the play-in by six games. That's without Derrick Rose and without a point guard and without all that. Well, guess what? Now we have a point guard, and if we get Donovan Mitchell, and if you keep R.J. Barrett, and then you, and then you, you know, you build it off of that. You got Mitchell Robinson back in the fold. You pro- hopefully you you get him for at least seventy-five games. And then and you still have a pretty okay bench. It's a lot of young players, but it's, it's an okay bench. And then you have all these young guys under under Thibodeau learning defense. Having a crazy camp, building and bonding together, and a lot, and you still gonna have a lot of guys from you know from last year that is coming back to this team. This is prime opportunity. If you want, if the New York Knicks, you know, want to, I don't ever doubt that this is their town, but if they want to reclaim the town, considering that you know a lot of people jumped over that over that bridge to go to Brooklyn when when Durant and Irving went there, they have to do that. And when it comes to the glitz and glamour, let's also call a spade a spade for a second and just say this. How many nationally televised games were the Knicks involved with last year? How, how many have they been in, involved with in the last couple of years? It's been very, very low. You'll probably get them three or four times. They're trying to get back into those games. They're trying to get back into those ABC and those TNT and those ESPN games. Why? Because if New York is involved, the ratings automatically jump. That includes that goes into their revenue sharing. That builds more revenue, more more eyeballs, more advertisers, and that's what's most important for them. The bottom line. All right, all right, Chris, uh, Professor Chris, you got anything you want to add before we go around for final hours? Because we got like a couple more minutes. No, I just want to say, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm only going to be a few seconds. I just want to say to Donovan, hey, look, Dominic, rather, um, hey, I wasn't saying, <laughs> I wasn't saying that, you know. Um, I forgot my point. He had said something early. He has he had two points I wanted to hit on, but I forgot the first one. But look, it's I'm it's not when it comes to the current regime up top, it's about exactly what Nickelbacher Ab just alluded to. It's about the competition across the street, the advertising, the revenue, and that's about it. They don't, they're not looking to build a winner right this minute. They want the stars to come into the garden and attract the folks away from the other noise across the bridge. That's exactly what it is. They ain't thinking. And, and, and Dolan is, 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 is completely complicit with it. They are not thinking in terms of building a quote-unquote basketball team a la Danny Ainge or, or um, they're doing out there in, in Golden State or whatever. They're not looking at it like that. It's just a matter of, okay, now we got assets to move and move and get this guy. He's got this kind of cachet. Get this guy. He's got this kind of star power. That's all they're thinking about right now. And they're not thinking about who's playing the point. I mean, who's who's going to be the stopper down low? Who's gonna, they're not thinking about shit like we, we think about. They're thinking about it from another angle. Let's fill the seats first, and that be the end of it. And by the way, last thing, Walt Frazier was a seven-time first-team all-defensive player. From 69 to 75, everybody was scared of Clyde's fucking defense. He was the lockdown cat of all time for at least – that was like a well-known fact for a long time. They didn't fear the pearl, of course, but they knew about, they knew about uh, uh, Clyde Frazier. 
That shit's legendary with his hands and the fucking claw thing and all the not all that bullshit. He was just a man, and his shit still still lives that way. So I wanted to get that across, and and just uh, hey man, um, that's it. Let's just sit back and see what happens by next next show, and how we're gonna talk about what we what the assets that we have left going forward. All right, let's jump into final thoughts. Twenty to thirty seconds each. We're out of time. Uh, Coach final Chris, thoughts, final. Please. 20 to 30 seconds. Coach Chris, give us your final thoughts, man. Thank you very much, everybody, on this episode. Me personally, looking at what the the asking price is right now for big-name players, I'm I'm just not uh, willing to give up uh, what they're asking for. <clears throat> if the bigger plan is to have Brunson and Mitchell uh, entice a third player, a bigger star to come there, then maybe, but that's looking way down the line. Shout-outs to Coach Chris Perfect, man, on, on the final thoughts. Shout-outs to you, man. Good to hear from you, man. Dominic, give us 20 to 30 seconds, man. Final thoughts, man. Good point, Chris. I said that about Frazier. He was the defensive stopper. To Nickabaka Ave, only one team had more nationally televised games than the Knicks last year. That was the Golden State Warriors. So here we are, guys. What are you willing to sacrifice to get one player that's not going to push you over the top? Shout out to That's Dominic Donato DP man on Twitter. Good point, Dominic. Yes, sir. Live. Final thoughts, sir. Yo, let's 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 go Donovan Mitchell, right? But not not by selling our old house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shout out to my brothers on this on on this joint. Let's go. Shout out to Mr. Live, man. Thank you very much, Professor Chris. <laughs> any final <laughs> thoughts before we go to ask? Nah, I just want to tell everybody that's that's listening to the show. Uh, this is what we do. This is <laughs> this is Nickelback Ave. Every Wednesday, man, we talk to these Knicks, man. We this is the most diehard forum. And you you already listened to the show. You got to you see these cerebral heads talking, man, and that's they give it to you straight. Check us out on iTunes, Podcast Republic, Stitcher apps, Apple, the whole nine yards. Leave blue show. And Steve Azul, Sangre Azul. Sangre Azul, Nickelback Avenue. Final thoughts, sir. 30 seconds. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I'm going to echo the same sentiment that the Godfather Chris just said. Um, yeah, I'm going to stay in my way. I'm already getting my Donovan Mitchell Knicks jersey made and ordered <laughs> in the next hour or so. Uh, it's about to happen. Um, and, um, and look, man, I know a lot of people, you know, we always get to, we always get back to a lot of these players. We get attached to so many. We get attached to so many assets, and we get attached to so you know. And we start liking it. We start about the homegrown thing. Guess what? This is the NBA. If you're not in it to win it, then you're in the wrong business. As always, I'm gonna sue all day, every day. You know where to find me. Have out. Man, shout out to the guys, man. In this episode, Dominic, uh, Mr. Live, Coach Chris, Professor Chris, Nick Baca, I have myself. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. See the episode, uh, retweet it, share it. Uh, great to hear from these knowledgeable Nick fans, NBA fans, and sports fans here on the Blue Blue Show. We'll be back in, what, a couple of weeks, in two weeks, and see what happens. Yep, I, or if major news happens down, we will make an exception for this this franchise. I will. So tune in for I next will, week, folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if it happens, we'll come on next week because we can't wait two weeks, man. So I'm so, ladies and gentlemen. And Blee Blue. Can you dig it? Blee Blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it?
Blee blue, 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 blee blue.